Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is, the hilarious Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin is an Emmy, Grammy, and Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation award-winning comedian based in Los Angeles, California. A best-selling author, ubiquitous character actor, and the host of popular programs like Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List, and CNN's New Year's Eve specials, which she used to co-anchor with Anderson Cooper, Griffin's life and career were forever altered on May 30th, 2017. That was the day a photo depicting Griffin holding up a bloodied-up Donald Trump mask went viral and led to vast condemnation and accusations that the comedian's publicity stunt was a threat to the U.S. presidency. It's only a matter of hours between Kathy Griffin posting the disturbing images and the apology, but it is clear this morning that there are a lot of people not in a forgiving mood. And again today, the comedian is dealing with the aftermath of what she now describes as a mistake. Meanwhile, President Trump responded to this outrage. He tweeted this morning this, Kathy Griffin should be ashamed of herself. My children, especially my 11-year-old son, Barron, are having a hard time with this. Sick. This morning, Kathy Griffin finds herself out of a job, even after apologizing for her photo shoot gone viral. I sincerely apologize. The image of the comedian holding the bloodied likeness of President Trump's head was instantly condemned online. I begged for your forgiveness. I went too far. I made a mistake and I was wrong. That's how this guy works. The glasses come up. He's like CNN still ended its agreement with Griffin. Oops. Are you kidding? She won't be hosting this year's New Year's Eve special, ending a decade run on the job. There was a nearly universal consensus that the 56-year-old had crossed a line. The First Lady writing in a statement, As a mother, a wife, and a human being, that photo is very disturbing. 
and makes you wonder about the mental health of the person who did it. And it's only after the fact, after you've had the outrage, after you realize that some of your career opportunities might be in jeopardy, do you come out and apologize and fall on your sword. There have been questions raised about how the Secret Service should handle all of this. The agency has to look into any possible threat to the president, um, and that would likely include interviewing Griffin, but the Secret Service is not commenting on the status of the inquiry at this point. She's doing this to be relevant, and I hadn't heard her name in several years, right? I mean, she, she was never on the radar screen. I, I, I just, uh, it's well, she's on She's on CNN every New Year's Eve. I mean, I know you say you haven't heard of her, her name or whatever right. in a couple of years, but she, CNN, you know, they really profile, they, they put her up there on New Year's Eve, one of the most watched nights. So she's out there. And she's, she does stand, no, she, up, she she is, does stand up to pay the bills, too. So she, she relies on drawing crowds. Where it once seemed Griffin's career was over because of that image, she actually launched a hugely successful international stand-up trek sometime after it. And now she's bringing the Kathy Griffin Laugh Your Head Off world tour to North America, including Canadian dates in Ottawa, Toronto, Kitchener, Calgary, and Vancouver, between May 23rd and June 2nd. Kathy and I recently had a brief conversation about Stevie Wonder, Donald Trump and the Department of Justice, Roseanne Barr, and much more. With in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, and Planet of Sound locations in Ottawa and Toronto, this is the 391st episode of Creative Control, featuring Kathy Griffin with your host, me, Vish Khanna. I am teasing. All right, so first of all, this is hot off the presses. I actually found out that yesterday... Accused murderess Jody Arias started following me on Twitter. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm very excited to meet with you. Oh, well, it's nice to be with you. Where in the world are you today? I'm actually in my Bel Air mansion. You heard me, <laughs> Bel Air mansion. And the reason I bring that up is when I come to Canada to continue my North American leg of the Kathy Griffin Laugh Your Head Off tour, then um, I, I actually will be... In addition to making fun of the, I call him the accidental president, the orange <laughs> monster. In addition to making fun of him, really, to my heart's content. And, and I could not go to a better place in Canada. Ever since my scandalous Trump photo, Canadians have been reaching out to me in droves saying, oh, for God's sake, come here, we don't care, we get it. <laughs> so, in, so when I am, of course, we'll talk about that incident, I'm not going to lie, I'm also happy to sell out my, favorite, my famous neighbors. So because you cover a lot of music... I want you to know, two doors down, Stevie Wonder. Oh, I see. I was I was unclear as to where you were going with this Bel Air Mansion business, but now I understand. Stevie Wonder lives two doors down from you? Okay, so get this. It's really magical. Now, he doesn't live next door in a way where, like, I, I can walk past his house, but the geography is like kind of like the, the, like the back of his yard. It's kind of near my yard. And the best part is about, sorry about the dogs, about, <laughs> <laughs> about once every um, two months, he has a big music party, and I um, have not been invited yet, you know, and I use the word yet because I'm sure that word will get back to Steve, Team Stevie Wonder from doing this interview, and I'll be on the list. But I have this fantasy, because you know, you can hear, like, the DJ and, like, the shot siren every so often, like, it's Stevie's birthday, woo, 
shot siren. And then I always think that there's going to be that moment where I can overhear them being like, let's have the guest of honor show up. And then Stevie Wonder shows up and sings, you know, um, These Days or um, That Girl. Sure. And it's, it's never Stevie. It's always like a guest singer. Oh. And, and you know, not that I'm a busybody or anything, <laughs> although... You know, it sounds like if Stevie Wonder is a couple doors down having a party, you know, I'm I I, I would be happy to dress in a ballet outfit and be like, is Miss Mariah Carey here yet? (laughs) So so I'm just telling you, I have a lot of exciting things to talk about on stage. Is it is it possible you haven't been invited over because you might might be a nosy neighbor? It sounds like you're a little bit of a nosy neighbor at this point. Well, I mean, that actually is good news, because for me to not be invited someplace merely because of my annoying personality is much more refreshing than me not being invited someplace because people are mad at my Trump um, ketchup mask photo right. and think I'm in ISIS. Which, by the way, um, when that happened, and it did change my life irrevocably, I did have to talk to my mother who watches Fox News and thinks it's real because she watches it with her hearing aids off. <laughs> and I had to explain to her for a couple of hours that I was not a member of ISIS because while she was maybe a little bit tipsy, if I, if I may make that allegation about my beloved mother, right. who's turning 98 in June. Oh, well, Anyway, she saying, why didn't you join another club, God darn it? Why did you have to join ISIS? <laughs> so I'm just telling you, that's like a sprinkling of what the last year of my life has been. I have nothing but material. Okay, well... I got the whole story of the photo and the fallout. And also, I might throw in the story, like, who knows what party Stevie Wonder might have by the time I get to Canada. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be my moment where he comes up and says, you know, it's time for our duet, Kathy. Well, first of all, let me say uh, happy birthday in advance to your mother, because I may not have an opportunity to say it uh, in June. Uh, secondly, I, I do want to get to your she's last... She's drunk. She can't understand She doesn't. Okay, it doesn't matter. I, I'll say it now, and maybe <laughs> it'll reach her, and she'll comprehend it. I will uh, tell her. I will tell her. <laughs> so I want to get to your, your laughter head-off tour in a moment, but you, since you've mentioned it already, and some people may have forgotten, because it's hard to keep track of Trump news... Uh, uh, with such a whirlwind, can you walk us through this photo controversy? What happened? Uh, what happened afterwards? I know that uh, you were traumatized and your life was changed irrevocably, as you mentioned. Tell us exactly what happened uh, with the photo controversy and why it happened, and and then how you've translated that into an aspect of your show on this tour. Vish, I have an announcement for you. You are interviewing a genuine international comedy fugitive. So <laughs> it's taking me a while to laugh about it. So what happened was last May 30th, I am the crazy redhead lady from the picture. That's usually how I describe myself when right. I'm you know, either trying to just explain the photo because, oh, you should also know, get this, you're talking to last year's eighth most Googled person in the world. Yeah. Wow. All right. So I don't like um, Trump. And I'm an American woman who is more than happy to go to other countries and stand on say, stage and say, while I'm a proud American... Um, I'm happy to admit we've lost our minds and accidentally elected with apparently the help of several other countries and robots and bot farms, um, an insane person who is in the full throes of dementia. And there, I said it. And I'm as qualified as any of his doctors. All right, let me go back to the picture. (laughs) I took a picture where I was holding up a mask that I got, like a Halloween mask of Donald Trump, and I put ketchup all over it. And I had a very stoic look on my face, and I honestly thought people will know, like, I'm obviously doing something out of character. Call it a statement, call it a joke, call it what you will. Hillary Clinton 
when she did her audio book, she even talked about the photo, and she said, I can't believe the fervor over Kathy Griffin's photo. So many photos like that were made of President Obama, yeah. much worse. Yeah. No one cared about it then because he's black, and he was the greatest president of my lifetime, yeah. although I also still have a thing for Jimmy Carter. Anyway, <laughs> so I felt that it was um, time for Trump to be shamed, and he had not been shamed appropriately. Um, he did not take too kindly to it. So this picture, this picture went worldwide very quickly, and um, then Donald Trump Jr. of all people, who's not even a fully formed human being, <laughs> he's like Eddie Munster. Remember yeah. that show, The Munster? Uh, absolutely. So he he's outraged, and then the I, as I lovingly call him, the accidental president. I, honestly, that's the nicest thing I can say about him. He's such an idiot. So, <laughs> by the way, sidebar. You know, I know him, and I've known him off and on for twenty years. I did not so know that. Yeah, I, I wondered. I'd wondered if you'd met him. Yeah, about this fool from someone who's actually had to spend time with him, and even near him. And even that part, I can describe in detail if you can try not to vomit. <laughs> so, anyway, um, there was a whole machine in place which I wasn't aware of. But I should have known better because now I'm in a sort of a group of their enemies, like, you know, the football player, Colin Kaepernick, or whoever they want to pull out when Trump is having a bad day, those days. So I took this photo, and it spread around the world, and then Donald Trump himself did one of his famous tweets, you know, and then then the, the Trump machine went into high gear, and it's the first family. I mean, it's actually, what happened to me is actually historic, so that's. That's why I'm doing it and calling it the Laugh Your Head Off Tour, because I'm not going to act like people don't know about this picture, because they know me more from the picture than my entire body of work. (laughs) Three television shows, two Emmys, 23 stand-up comedy specials. So I thought, all right, I'm leaning into this picture. And um, then uh, what happened with this unprecedented was in the first time in the history of the United States, a sitting United States president used power of the Oval Office, the first family, I mean... By the way, we'll talk about that bunch in a minute. Anyway, um, you know, all of the right-wing media, including Fox News, which is our state television. Just so you know, let me just say this to all of Canada. Just stay there. I know no one's really having a lot of fantasies of moving here, but, like, you know, when I started doing stand-up, you know, there'd be talk about people moving within North America. Just stay there. Trust me. Just wait this out, Canada. Yeah, we're we're trying to take care of it. That's the plan. We're doing Um, that, yeah. Yeah, you're good. Trust me, you're good. And so, uh, so anyway, then the right-wing media got a hold of it, and then I became just a big talking point. And, um, you know, this, hap- this photo was, a, was sort of great timing for them. I mean, I mean this photo was pre-Weinstein, so right. who knows? You know, I've heard a lot of people say, if the photo had been post-Weinstein, the reaction would have been so horrible, meaning toward me personally. Um, and then, you know, personally, the death threat started, and when Trump tweeted... Then, like I said, his whole media wing, which includes the website TMZ. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Which we now know includes American media and the Inquirer, but also many tabloids. Yeah. Many tabloids that I've been in many, many times and have done many articles about me over the years and stuff. And so we now are seeing that connection, and it's all unprecedented. And the overreaction to this photo was, you know, everything from uh, obviously death threats, and uh, I, I was in the middle of a 50-city tour, and the shows started getting canceled because, you know, I didn't know that the apparatus was so in place, but they had, like, robocalls calling the theaters I was going to perform at, hmm. stuff like that. And so uh, then TMZ re- recorded every show cancellation in real time. Then, like, the Trumps start tweeting, like, Kathy Griffin should be banned from CNN, which, by the way, I only worked there one night a year. And then <laughs> right. when they fired me, then they tweet again, no, we want her banned for life. So I just want you to know, I, I wonder if I'm the only person who's banned for life from CNN. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's a news organization, like... Yeah. If I happen to, I don't know, if I happen to be uh, in a courthouse, which, you know, could happen, um, and then I'm next to, and if, if I'm next to, like, a newsmaker, do you think CNN's going to be like, oh, God, frame out Kathy Griffin, she's banned for life. <laughs> and then the culmination was two days after the photo went live, um, the Department of Justice opened a two-month federal investigation. And I even talk about all that in the show. Wow. And I even take the audience in- inside the interrogation uh and so that's also unprecedented, where, you know, a president and administration and the Department of Justice, the feds. Um, and so it, it was really intense. So believe it or not, enough time has passed where it's funny, but there's a lot there. Like, I don't know if you guys heard about this thing called the no-knock raid. They did it on Paul Manafort, and they did it on Michael Cohen. Recently. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what that expression was until the, my DOJ, my Department of Justice invest, investigation, <laughs> So I could actually, like, talk to the audience about a no-knock raid because they were threatening me with that. And so I was like, oh, I remember that's when they were calling and saying, by the way, if you don't come in, then we can come to your house anytime, 24-7, um, and break in. And that went on for two months. I mean, it's amazing to me that you can laugh about this now because it sounds terrifying. And on some... It is terrifying. It is. But what are you going to do? It's, it became so crazy that you have to go, okay, I have to find the funny. And... I mean, even though he's horrible, you have to, like, well, I'm, I, I'm careful to even admit this. Even though while he's doing horrible things, he also does so many things that really are funny. Like, I don't think he's a grammar professor, A. <laughs> Although, I will tell you, one of the things I do in this show, besides bragging about, and I hope you can appreciate this, up until two months ago, my next-door neighbors during this entire ordeal, not Stevie Wonder down the street, who I don't know, but right next door, like, very, very close, None other than Kim Kardashian West and Kanye Kardashian West. Wow. Wow. I know. That's amazing. So you... do you think that my experience was in any way instrumental to his breakdown? I don't. Well, it's interesting you bring this up because your experience also calls to mind that issue that Steve Co- Stephen Colbert was having with the FCC where he made a joke 
and then the sort of the federal communications commissions was going after they were going after him as well for a joke he oh, made on the air. Great! I don't want to hear about these middle-aged white guys getting a break. Stephen <laughs> Colbert's fine. He's got the backing of CBS. I think CBS is afraid of the FEC. Please, I had nobody. I had the left wingers turn on me, the right wingers, the center, my own mother, for God's sake. Well, she's so drunk. Your I, mother's drunk. She doesn't know what's I going do on. I agree, though, that that Stephen Colbert experience, whenever there's a, spa- a national or international spotlight on something like this, it actually is essential because, like, in all seriousness, you know, I'm 57 years old. I've been doing stand-up for decades. Yeah. I have done so many cities. I've sold literally millions of tickets. But more importantly, I've, I've really gone to the real America. Like, on one of my tours, I did 80 cities in one year. So, you know, believe it or not, being a comedian, and I know you talk to a lot of musicians as well, mm-hmm. you really do get a good feel for the whole country when you're actually driving, you know, through Ohio, and you're going everywhere. You're not just going to the coast and stuff. Yeah. So I, there, has, there has been a real shift change, and, you know, if I could be serious for a second... It feels like the United States is on the brink of turning from a democracy to some sort of a kleptocracy. And, you know, I, I'm now following the news close, closer than I ever have, but um, I'm really anxious to talk about all this stuff in Canada. So, first of all, what is it like for you guys to have a prime minister who doesn't just wake up and tweet and say things every day? <laughs> It's it's fine. It's not. Uh, it's Remember when uh, you guys were worried because he was in a boy band? I don't want to hear it, Beach. <laughs> oh, we have such problems. We're Canadians. There's an awkward picture of him in uh, in an uncomfortable Indian outfit. Calm down. We've got a president who's like sending a shady CIA director to Kim Jong Un without telling anybody. Yeah, a guy it's... who might be, not even be confirmed for Secretary of State. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, no one is is doubting that you have it way worse than everyone else in the world. Just so you're clear, I mean, we we Canada, we have the worst leader. <laughs> Back on Canada, our blows than your guy ever could. I say get the band started up again. <laughs> so, is it fair to say? I mean, Trump is a threat to all like, things. Every time really. I see Trudeau hug a refugee, like I just want you to know. Like, probably, like, 80% of America, like, softly cries. Like, one thing I want to be clear about, because I do, I do want to defend Americans. I can't help it. I, you know, we don't know the stats these days with all the freaking meddling, and now I don't even trust Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg and all those freaks, Jack Dorsey and all of them. I really do want to say, as much as the Trump fervor is real and he creates all this chaos, honestly, I, I do, like... I mean, look, I'm not a statistician. I do think it really is only about 20% of the American population yeah. that, well, by the way, that includes Roseanne. Somehow. Yeah. What, what happened to her? What happened? Yeah, what, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about Roseanne. Do you know Roseanne? Do you know what's going on there? Yes. I know her very well. I, can't, I don't know who this new person is. She's like she was taken over by the pod people, invasion of the body snatchers. So, you know, I mean, for me as a female comic, it's heartbreaking because she's not Archie Bunker. This isn't a Norman Lear show where Archie Bunker is played by an actor named Carol O'Connor, who actually was a very left-leaning actor, yes. so everyone knew he was playing a part. Roseanne's basically playing like a nicer version of who she actually has somehow turned into these days. But the last time I had lunch with Roseanne and her boyfriend, I am not kidding. It was a four-person lunch, and our entire conversation was about how they're old hippies. And I said, yeah, I kind of identify with like the hippie movement certainly more than anything in like the conservative or right wing yeah and you know i it wouldn't surprise me if she was a bernie sanders supporter or something although that crowd also can blow me 
Um, they're, oh, they're, they're as vicious as the Trump people, the Bernie bros. They'll, they also want to, you know, assassinate me. Right. But anyway, um, yeah, the Roseanne thing is heartbreaking because she really believes it. And I do, I do think that that show, while, you know, surrounded by a very, an amazing cast and well-written, they've got Roseanne on a short leash, like, kind of like Trump. Um, yeah, I don't like that, that her character is normalizing the deplorable population. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's nothing, you know, I don't think that's necessary. And I think that's the mistake with that show is, is obviously that part of the country is like whining, going like, we want our own show. We do want to be represented. I, I don't like actually like when I saw Roseanne post for the first time dressed in camouflage, holding uh, an assault rifle. I, I don't say if I was doing a bit. I was like, uh-oh. And, you know, I'm, and me, of all people, having taken the picture I did, I was yeah. like, oh, she might take me for that picture. And then I, I heard that she had turned over to the dark side. And I was like, no, no, I don't believe it. And then, you know, she's like nutty, right? Like she had split personality disorder. And like I saw her one time at a party and her entire face was orange because she was on a special carrot diet. And no joke, she had eaten so many carrots. She and her then-husband, Tom Arnold, had literally were orange. Like, and I, and it was the days before, like, self-tanner. So I'm just saying, I, I'm, I, I'm not happy, I, I'm not, I have no problem with fun crazy, but no, this is, it's, as, as a female, as a feminist, as a comedian, it's, uh, it's a bummer. Well, maybe she, a platform. Well, maybe she relates to Trump's complexion with all the orangeness there. I, 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 I don't know, but we, we are running out of time. I, I, I thank you for, uh, this time with me today and, and for going out on this tour. What is next for you beyond this tour? Do you have plans at this point? Well, luckily the tour is going really, really well, and it's a miracle in itself. So first of all, let me make my shameless plug, which is the best thing you can do, because now that I'm a, now that I'm a genuine um, polarizing figure, <laughs> is you can um, join my mailing list on kathygriffin.com, yeah. and then you get the first notices about the shows, because, I don't know if you heard about this, I sold out Carnegie Hall in 24 hours. Congratulations. That's amazing. Or, it's amazing, especially in light of, like, you know, my freaking federal investigation and stuff. Yeah. Um, or you can text the word Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, to 345-345. So believe it or not, I'm all about the mailing list these days. So, you know, the tour is going great. I did a guest spot on that show, The President Show, and I played Kellyanne Conway, which was a lot of fun, although I didn't do nearly enough mess. And so <laughs> I'm hoping to do more things like that. And, you know, I've been through something so crazy, I don't know what the future holds, and so I'm just so happy to go back to basics, go back to doing stand-up, and boy, do I have a hell of a story to tell. <laughs> well, on behalf of all of Canada, thank you for coming here, and uh, Kathy Griffin, best of luck with everything going forward. Thank you so much, Vish. I really appreciate it. Special thanks to Kathy Griffin for being on this, the 391st episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available on all iOS and Android platforms and also on things like Spotify and YouTube and Audioboom.com as well. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for for some reason or if you wish to learn more about me and sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. Like Creative Control on Facebook. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at Vish Creative or follow me at Vish Khanna. You can also listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at CFRU.ca or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. 
Also, please consider visiting patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. That would be very helpful if you considered pledging to patreon.com slash creative control. I'd like to thank a bunch of people right now. Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, and Planet of Sound, which has locations in Toronto and Ottawa. They all support the show in uh, their own ways. So thank you very much to all of you for doing that. I'd like to thank Jim Guthrie for letting me use the instrumental version of his song, The Rest Is Yet To Come, to end the show. That's what you're listening to right now. I'd like to thank all of you who are listening to me speaking right now for checking out this episode and checking out other episodes of the show and continuing to spread the word about it. If you like the show, uh, please tell your friends about it and subscribe to it on uh, whatever your podcast platform is and download episodes and all those things. It, uh, it means a lot. So thank you. I'll be back very soon with more interviews. That's all I do, really. It's just interview people and then give it to you. And so I hope you will come back and join me the next time I present one of these interviews to you. That's all I have to say. Goodbye for now. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.